0: This is Kira, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, a southern podcast about anything and everything. Hey guys, welcome back. I uh, hope you're having an awesome day. Um, let's see, yesterday's episode was just kind of talking about Asheville, growing up in Asheville, what it's like now. Um... So if you didn't check that out, you totally should want to see kind of, you know, what Asheville folk uh, think about that. Um, Was I right? Am I wrong? Let me know. Um, Also, please follow the official, unofficial um, Instagram for the podcast. It's just the alternative podcast. Um, post some funny stuff on there, post some, you know, updates about the podcast, whatever. Uh, give it a shot. give it a follow, give it a shout, whatever. Would be appreciated. Uh, also appreciated if you go ahead and follow and do some notifications and keep listening because I'm having fun with this, but I'm having fun, like, knowing that people are listening, I guess. (laughs) Um, kind of fun. Um, but this, today i acting, acting like I'm already, like, pushing stuff out a week at a time. Like, I'm not fully just uploading an episode every other day. <laughs> um, but today, I would kind of, this episode, I want to talk about some mental health. Uh, definitely want to do some trigger warnings. Um, mental health is messy. So, I'm going to be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, definitely will be talking about, um, ending my life. Uh, definitely talking about facing death. Um, a lot of it is related to my accident, but, um, also just depression and anxiety in general, uh, going to be talking about some childhood problems. So anything, um, you know, may not want to do this one, you know, if anything's going to bug you. Um, if you're feeling a little, a little sensitive today, this, this may not be the day or the time or the podcast. So, or the episode. So... Uh, let's move right along into it. Um, mental health, like I said, it's, it's messy. It's awful. Um, it's really not something that, uh, you know, everybody, not everybody has to deal with it. And that kind of blows my mind because I know so many people that have mental health stories, be it, um, abuse of any kind, be it, uh, just, You know, the chemical imbalances in our brain for depression, or if you have bipolar disorder, or multiple personality disorders, or anything like that. Mental health is just... It blows my mind that somebody can wake up and not have things wrong with them. That, like, completely blows my Mm -hmm. mind that that could even be a thing. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just, mental health stuff is, it's a slippery slope and like, it's very easy to dismiss it. And it's very easy to pretend that it's not a thing. Even people that have problems like myself, um, I'm somebody I, I don't like to share unless, unless I feel like it. Like if I'm, if I don't want to share, I won't. Um, no matter who you are, what you ask me, like you can ask me a thousand times, what's wrong? What's wrong? If I don't want to talk about it, I won't talk about it. Um, I have broken up with people because they were trying to push me to let go and open up and I'm like, it's not me. That's just not what I do. I'll talk to you when, if, and when I want to talk to you about it. Um, even my therapists, like, <laughs> there'll be days like I just don't want to do it. And I'll, there's stuff like I just won't tell them. And just because I don't want to talk about it then. Um, and then our next session, you know, comes up like two weeks later, and then I forget what was bothering me. <laughs> so then I never talk about it and I end up just dealing with it by myself. Um, no, mental health is, it's hard. It's really hard and I think that's another reason people dismiss it so easily is it's just it's hard and it's a lot and it's it gets so tricky you know like there's so many symptoms that fall into so many different problems and you know being tired all the time chronically tired is a symptom of a bunch of different you know problems and it's like are people just tired or do they have problems? (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's kind of like, where do you draw the line on on certain things like that? So it's just, I don't know. It gets kind of, I'm realizing that, you know, as I get older, I'm realizing like mental health is just, it's hard. It's just a lot. Um, when I, when I really started, I, I think I've always had at the very least anxiety problems. Um, I feel like I've always had it looking back, like, on my childhood. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking that I had, at the very least, anxiety, if not depression as well. Uh, definitely anxiety, though. Um, I've always just had this feeling of, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. What's what's going on? I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta go. And that constant, like, fight, flight, or freeze is always engaged. Um, I never really relax. Um, But I think I really started noticing that I had problems after my accident, of course. Um, That was definitely like when I realized like I have problems. And it took me a long time to recognize it and it took me a long time to admit it to myself. And then it took me a long time to reach out for help. Um, like I, I realized in, it's probably like December or January after my, like December, 2011, January, 2012, before I realized like I had a problem and like, I may need to talk to somebody about it. And then it took me till like March to get the courage to, um, you know, to, to ask for help. And then, you know, once I did, it took me a long time to open up to my therapist. Cause I was like, can I trust her? Is, you know, is she gonna, you know, is she gonna help me? Is this going to work? Cause I've been in therapy before I was in therapy when I was a kid. And, uh, that was cause of my parents divorce. And splitting up. Um, my father was not um, nice. <laughs> and um, he tried to turn my mom, like, or tried to turn me against my mom. Um, which, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of stories like that where one parent tries to pit the kid against the other um, for whatever reason. And. I guess because he knew like that was the only way to hurt my mom. It's like she wasn't worried, you know, she left him, but you know, the way to get to her was to get, you know, was me. Um, and so my mom took me to therapy to like make sure that like I was adjusting. Okay. And you know, what could, you know, how are things going and how was I handling the, the separation and, Um, I, I mean, I did that for a long time, uh, every couple of weeks or like every month or something like that. And, uh, I remember, um, her name was Mara, M-A-R-A. And, uh, I mean, she was super nice. I remember she was an older lady. She was really nice. Um, and she, she did help. I do remember that. To the point that, like, I was, like, discharged. Like, her and my mom agreed, like, yeah, like, everything's fine. Oh, work's calling. Duty calls. Um, you guys know I film this on the fly at work. Uh, <laughs> little disturbances, they happen. It's no big deal. Um, and I'm not an editor master yet, so, um... You know, you guys just get to deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> um, maybe when I'm, uh, like, you know, have a bunch of followers or something, maybe we'll upgrade the technology. Upgrade the skills. Um, but no, like, I don't know. Mental health is, it's weird. Like, even, like, as a kid dealing with it. Um, you know, and, like, as a, as a young teenager or teenager. Um... You know, because unless you're, you're told, like, hey, this is what's wrong with you, you don't really think about it. Like, anxiety isn't something that you really think of as, like, a diagnosis. Um, so it's kind of hard to, you know, to tell people, no, I feel like this all the time. And they're like, oh, you're just nervous. You're just a little anxious. Like, no, like, I'm having this problem all the time something is wrong <laughs> and then you just feel like something's wrong all the time but you don't know what it is so then you kind of feel like a crazy person because you're like well why am i why am i feeling wrong why am i feeling not okay you know i don't know it's it's odd um i think what made me realize that i had a problem was i think that the the turning point was there was two. There were two. Um, they were both, of course, after my accident. Um, the first one was I was leaving hand therapy with my grandma, with Mammy. And because Mammy was who I stayed with for, um, my recovery, just because somebody was always at her house. She's retired. Um, so, you know, she could take care of me while my mom was at work and someone was always with me. Her house is easier to get into. So she took me to a lot of my therapy, um, if my mom couldn't. And, so, I remember we were leaving hand therapy, and we were trying to get on the interstate, head back home, um, and I remember it was, like, it was a good session, and there was a green light, and she was turning left, and then out of nowhere, there's this, like, horn honking, and this person is in the opposite lane, the lane that we're supposed to be in, come like, coming head on, and is, um, like, just driving erratically, and just, like, ran the red light, swerved around us, almost hit us. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. And it sent me into a absolute panic. Uh, Mammy couldn't... It took her a long time to calm me down because she was driving. And we didn't realize that it was like, oh, you have a problem. Because <laughs> um, like, that was the first time that it happened. And I completely flashed flashbacked. I... Um, just had a full panic attack and I didn't know what was going on. And part of me thought I was dying because I was like breathing so hard and my heart was pounding so hard. Um, I was absolutely miserable. Um, and then the second time was in, it was, it was shortly before I realized I was having like, this is kind of like that. And then like this incident, um, kind of were like, okay, like, you've got something wrong with you. You need to talk to somebody. But, um, me and my mom were on my way to physical therapy and this car was, like, riding my mom's ass. Like, riding it so hard, he could have been pulling her hair. Um, it was awful and would not back off. My mom brake-checked him, like, three times. He would not back off. Um, We weren't driving fast enough where it would have, like, where we would have been seriously hurt or anything like that if he had hit us. Um, And it was just went going, going all the way down Sardis Road to Care Partners. And if you're from Asheville, you know how Sardis Road is. Like, it's, you know, not really a road that you drive, that you can drive fast on all the time. Um, just cause there's so much traffic, especially now. Um, but Sardis wrote, it's just, it's not somewhere that you can always drive fast. And so somebody on your ass, like you can do anything about it. And we, we couldn't do anything about it. And so then like my mom pulled in the turn lane I'm over here just like crying. I'm freaking out. Um, like I could see this dude's baseball hat. Like that's how close he was. I could read that he had an Atlanta Braves A on his baseball hat. Like, I could see that in the rear view mirror. Um, that's how close he was. Um, And, like, I had a hard time, like, doing physical therapy because I was so panicky. Um, and I went in and I did it. And he was my, – my therapist was like, what's wrong? And my mom told him, like, what had happened. And he was like, Kira, just – Hang on a minute. Calm down. He's like, I'm gonna get you some water. I need you to settle down. He's like, cause you're I was not in a in a place to even do that. And he was like, I want you to I want to know that you're okay before we start doing this. Um and then that's kind of what made me stop and think, like, maybe I have a problem, maybe I need to like have a therapist, like at least just like a few sessions, just to, like see what's going on. Um and immediately PTSD came up and I was like, I thought war vets got that. (laughs) Um, and then that's kind of when it opened up to like, a lot of people can have PTSD for a trove of reasons. And, um, so then I was like, well, you know, I'm not like shell shocked from battle or anything. So I was like, nah, like, I don't know about it. But then the more sessions I had, it was like, oh, this actually makes sense. Um, So, yeah, I have, like, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety from PTSD um, due to my accident, and as I, you know, dug deeper and into myself with therapy and everything, that's kind of when I was like, dude, you, uh, might, um... You, you might have had this like your whole life, like you've always kind of felt like this, and I don't know. I just, it, I don't know, it's just, it's, it sucks, it just sucks. Um. But then, you know, I, I think back and I'm like, no girl, like you, you were like on the verge of killing yourself one night. Like you, 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 need help. Um, totally thought about killing myself. I, um, I actually had the pills in my hand and I just had a bunch of my Oxycontin, um, I was like, I'll just overdose on this. I'll just go to sleep and I won't wake up. And that'll be it. Because I was hurting. I was in so much pain. Um, Having the stress of everybody be like, you're going to do good things. You're destined for greatness. You're here for a reason. I know that those are supposed to be comforting words, but they weren't. Uh, To me, they're not comforting words. Um, It made me anxious to think that, like, I'm meant for something great. What is it? Like, what am I? Why am I still here? Um, And you start thinking that of, like, why am I still here? Like, I was ready to die and I'm still alive. And then it's like, like I said, there's, like, that stress, that pressure of, Well, what if I don't live up to what everyone thinks I can do? What's the point? Um. So, I just. When I wanted to kill myself, it was, um. I was like, no one's gonna blame me. I mean, I had something traumatic happen to me and I'm gonna be scarred the rest of my life. Um who would, bl- who would blame me for it? And then I was like, dude, you <sighs> like, nah, <laughs> I kind of just thought about it and I was like, nah, like I gotta, I gotta make it. I gotta make an example of myself. Um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted my brother and sister to know that I loved them. And, you know, I was just like, you know what? Nah, like I got to, I got to push through at the very least to have them know that, you know, to make sure that they knew that I loved them and that I knew that they were going to be okay. Um, You know, and then I was like, well, I have my mom and um, at the time I had Mikey and I had all my friends and people were saying awful things about me and I wanted to prove them wrong. And I was like, if you kill yourself, like you can't do that. (laughs) Um, Spite literally saved me um i was just like i gotta it's probably one of the more not to be like it's one of the more punk things that i've done but that was more one of the more punk rock things i've ever done i think was not kill myself because i wanted to to prove people wrong i wanted to kick ass and take names and i needed to set out to do that and you can only do that when you're living so I, um, I only ever thought about it like deep, deeply thought about it that one time, but it has, I, I have ideation sometimes, um, when I'm just having a hard time, um, I kind of just get some ideation of, and it like, that kind of brings me like a little bit of relief, but then it it kind of at the same time, like resets my brain to be like, no, like you're okay. You're going to be okay you can do this. Um... I... but... I I, I did well for a long time. Um, I saw my therapist for like... nine years. And eight of those years... I'm seeing a different therapist now because my original one retired. Um... But for eight years, I managed to not do medication. And then I just started going through some stuff and things happened. And I just kind of like, it started shutting down. And again, it took me months to realize what was happening. And then it took me a couple months to even bring it up to my therapist. And when I brought it up, she said, I'm glad you brought it up. Because if you didn't, I was going to, um, but I was just like, I, I, medication may be something I need to look into or we need to look into. And I remember her telling me that like, she was really proud of the fact that I brought it up. She's like, I was hoping you would, because she's like, I didn't want to like hurt your feelings or anything like that. Um, She's like, but it's something that we may need to, to look into and just see what happens and how it goes. And, you know, eventually I ended up at October Road and I'm, I've been on meds for two years. We have a a current cocktail that I'm on that's, uh, I think is doing well. Um, I I mean, I, I can tell the difference. I, I can tell that I feel better. Um, some people say that they don't really tell a difference. I can, I can though. I, I, at least I feel better. Um, even if outwardly it doesn't seem that way, I, I do. I notice a difference mentally, um, and physically. And, uh, that's another thing that you don't, that's something else that, about mental health. Like you don't find out until you're, until you're quote unquote sick, um, like, people can say it, but you don't really realize it until it happens to you. Like, mental, your mental health is so important. It will affect your physical health as well. Like, you will be physically tired and sick. Um, you know, be a little vulnerable right now. I get... I get anxiety poops. I get anxiety diarrhea sometimes. And I notice that when my anxiety is higher, my bowels act up more. Like, my stomach acts up a lot more. Um, and so then I get, like, anxiety poops. <laughs> Which is gross. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's It sucks. Like, it it really does impact, you know, where people stress eat. Or they, you know, or they, they're so stressed out and anxious that they don't eat. Um... You know you lose sleep or you sleep too much like your body's like freaking out because your brain is short-circuiting basically um and you just feel nuts at least i did do i feel nuts sometimes i'm like i'm batshit crazy because my brain just isn't working the way it should and it makes you feel like shit. I don't know. I just, I just. Mental health is hard. It's hard. And I keep saying that. But it is. It's really hard. Um, I wouldn't wish my problems on anybody. Like my, my health problems. I wouldn't wish them on anyone. Um, I keep getting cat hair in my mouth from my shirt. <laughs> it's making me mad. Um, why I keep stopping because I'm like, Nghh. but, uh, no, I, I just feel like until you're in the thick of it, you don't get it. Even if people tell you, like, there's all these posts that are like, no one ever told me blah, 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 blah and you're you know like it's a tweet or something that like goes viral and people are like you know oh my god that's such a a revelation i never knew that and it's like we should be taught these things and we're not and like i'm glad it's coming to light more and you know yay you know maybe less people will be less afraid to or less people will be afraid you know to get help and you know, realize like, no, like you shouldn't feel like that. You're not supposed to feel like that. Um, that it's hard to just like, I don't know. Just, it's hard and it's hard to talk about. Like I can, I can like to my friends, like If I'm talking about something, I know, I know who I can talk to about what. Um, certain friends I can say, I know that I can say, I want to, I just want to die. And they're not going to worry. Now certain friends, they will absolutely worry about that. And they'll be like, you know, do you need to, you know, do you need to go to the hospital? What do we? How do we? You know, do this. But then, like, I've got friends that I can say that to, and they know not to worry because it's just me wanting to say that. You know, like when you're depressed and you're like, oh, I just want to die. People, people kind of take that seriously, and they should absolutely should. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's some friends that will absolutely worry, and I don't want to worry people. Um, and sometimes you just want to say it. Sometimes you just want to say, oh, I just want to die. Or you just want to say, you just want to put it out. You just want to put that out into the world. Um, out into the universe. You just want to get it out of your system. Um, you know, you don't want to keep it bottled up. Uh, and I, I feel like we need to have those types of conversations where it is okay to say that but to not immediately jump to you need to be hospitalized or you need to some some major course of action needs to happen you know I feel like we should be able to feel comfortable enough to say something like that and it just be accepted and just kind of accepted for what it is um you know we just kind of check on our friends like are you just saying this or do you mean it (laughs) because I mean I'll tell you if I mean it or if I'm just wanting to say it and get it out of my system um and not everybody's like that not everybody is going to say oh yeah no I mean this you know When they, you know, just because that, you know, some people are going to lie about it is what I'm trying to say. Some people are going to lie about it and say, you know, no, I don't mean it when they do. And, you know, it's a sign of something serious. So you always should keep an eye on your friends who, you know, suffer from depression or suicide ideation or anything like that. Um, But sometimes you just need to say it. And you need to say it. Without fear of persecution, I guess it's not really the word, but you get you get what I'm jiving at. Like you, you want to just to get it out of your system and just put it out without consequences. Um, I when I started my medication, part of because I had my own therapist and they didn't want to. Interfere with that relationship, which I very much appreciated. I was scared that they were that October Road would make me um, switch to one of their therapists and to to have treatment there, to have medical treatment or medication received there. Because I know a lot of places are like that. And they were like, no, we would never trample on that relationship that you have. Um, and I was so grateful for that. Like it was such a weight lifted off of me to know that I was going to be able to keep my therapist. And then when I found out that she was retiring, um, I mentioned to my doctor at an appointment, like, Hey, I, I will eventually need to switch to a therapist here, because my my current one's retiring. And they made it so seamless, and um, I see James now, and it is, he's great. We clicked, um, he was really respectful of my relationship, of my my therapist relationship with uh, Jean, who I'd had for so long, um, he was very respectful of that. Um, and honored that, which I, again, I very much appreciated. There was a there was a a bit where, um, during COVID where I was seeing both of them. I was seeing them on alternate weeks and he was just like, I know he didn't want to, he didn't want to step on her toes or He didn't want to step on, you know, disrespect me or anything like that. He's like, this is a long time to build, build something with someone. And he's like, and I definitely, he's like, I don't want to do anything to, you know, desecrate that. Um, but I, when I started there, I also had to do, um, group therapy and I got to pick the group. They were, you know, they were like, do you want a depression or do you want an anxiety management? And, um, I did anxiety management. I figured if I had was on depression meds and I learned to better recognize and handle my anxiety, it would kind of balance out. And, um, it was a great group. I liked going, um, hasn't met since COVID happened. Um, cause we start, we tried to do like zoom meetings basically. And there was just too many people, you know, shitty internet connections. It just, it didn't work out. Um, but we would meet like once a week in person and it was, it was really cool. You would go around the room and you would just say your name. And it it was, uh, today I'm feeling, uh, you know, however you're feeling. And then you would say a success or a, you know, like a trial, like some, something that just kind of, you know, was, was bad, like a struggle through the week. Um, you know, and, you know, sometimes we made it around the room pretty quick and everything was okay and sometimes it just, everybody just had a bad week (laughs) and you would just, everybody would take, you know, time. I mean, sometimes we wouldn't even talk about anxiety management. We would be kind of counseling each other and, um, getting different perspectives on, you know, well, when I, you know, kind of, you know, and we, we, it was in a supportive way. It was never in a derogatory way or no one ever made you feel bad or anything like that I always felt very supported um in group therapy regardless of the amount of people that were in there um sometimes it would just be you and like the the leader who her name was Louise um it would be you know you and like three other people with her and that was it and then sometimes it would just be like 15 of us and it would just be this huge group and we'd just sit in this big circle and just try to help each other get, get over it. <laughs> um, you know, and like some of these people, they were just, they're so nice. And, you know, you hear, you know, some of them were on drugs or, you know, had alcohol problems. Some of them uh, had health problems. Some of them just experienced, you know, just had bad experiences. Um, but we all, you know, from all walks of life, um, had anxiety problems and it, it was nice. It was comforting to know that like, I'm not the only one that had a problem this week. (laughs) And I don't know, it was just, I, I kind of misgroup. I hope that once COVID goes away, um, that we can pick it up again. Because I really did enjoy it and I did get stuff out of it. Um, you know, and to have that support there without relying on like, your friends all the time or you know because people have an, a limit people have a limit on what they can take from you um you can't just treat everyone like an emotional emotional dumpster where you can just dump all your shit on them um but being in that supportive area it was just kind of it was good to know that like i'm not alone these other these other people know exactly what i'm going through they know what it's like to not want to to be scared to get out of bed in the morning. You know. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was really nice. Uh, I, I miss group. Honestly, I miss the folks that I used to see a lot. You kind of become, you kind of become friends because you are involved with each other's lives at you know, at some point, um, you know, sometimes you're even a shoulder to cry on. And literally I, I mean, I cried on some people's shoulders and they cried on mine and You know, you go get them, you know, a cup of water from the office or, you know, you, you know, they walk out of the room and you kind of, you give them a few minutes and you kind of just poke your head out and you're like, hey, you all right, man. Um, And it was just, it was a safe space. It was just a very safe space. And everybody was very respectful of each other. Nobody ever made you feel wrong for anything um it was just it was a nice space to be in and to have other people just openly say like yeah i've got problems and this is what i've been dealing with and then you're like well i i had this success this week and everyone's like so stoked for you and you know they're so understanding when you have a bad day or a bad week and you know, like, yeah, I had three panic attacks in one day and I don't know why. And they were just like, Hey, I get it. We've all done that. Every one of us has had that happen. It just, it makes you feel better. <laughs> it makes you feel not crazy. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it just, I don't know. I hope it comes back. I hope it comes back around. Cause I would definitely, definitely do it again in a heartbeat. But mental health, man, it's, it's a thing and it's a, a big thing and it's an important thing. And I think that everyone should, I think it should be learned about just like in health class, you know, you learn about, you know, they need better sex education and better mental health education and better life education in high school. I could care less about trigonometry. You know what I need to know? I need to know how to balance my mental health. I need to know how to balance a checkbook. I need to know how to do my taxes. I need to know what credit is. Like the the things that matter, and your mental health is something that matters a lot. So if you are having, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up soon. But if you are having problems, I really hope that you reach out. If you don't know how to, you know, who to reach out or where to reach out to you. Um, DM me, DM me on Instagram, uh, at the, the alternative podcast, um, DM me and, you know, say, Hey, I don't know where to start, but I need help. Great. Let's, let's figure it out together. Well, we're going to get you where you need to be because mental health is very important regardless of what you're doing in life or what you're not doing in life. Your mental health is important and you need to take care of yourself. Um, you know, whether it's your job, your kids, your car payment, your parents, whatever is bogging you down, we can talk about it. We can make a plan. We can figure out, you know, do you you need, you know, how much help do you need? Do you need to talk to a counselor? Or can I just help you find a level ground to be on? Or can I throw an idea at you that you haven't had before to help? Um, You know, let's, you know, definitely don't be afraid to do that. I'd be more than happy to help. Um, me being in a bad place for as long as I've been, um, you know, have being so up and down, up and down. Um, you know, I'd love to help people. I'd love to help you get where you need to be. So that being said, I'm going to wrap up. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to me ramble about, uh, mental health journeys and whatnot let me burp first (laughs) thank you for uh just listening to me in general definitely appreciate any um listeners that's the word (laughs) listeners that are tuning in uh have a whole I think 20 listeners is what I had or I had 10 listeners or six or I don't know I don't know how to read the stats yet but I'm I'm working on it and I've had a few people listen to stuff so it's it's, it's cool and I uh, definitely appreciate it. Um so thank you so much. Follow me on Instagram at the the y'all alternative podcast and uh I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye.